Okay, let, let's see. It looks like I am going. I'm going. Looks like I got guys. I got guys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to crank up the tunage just a little bit. A little bit okay. more NOS in this bad boy. Okay, there we go. I think that's going to be great. Awesome. Uh, yeah, okay. Ladies, gentlemen, and gender-neutral fans all across the globe, welcome to the fourth Adam Sandler podcast. All right. Um, we never introduced ourselves, uh, but I'm Chris. Oh, let's keep... Oh, okay. This is my co-host, I thought you were going to be like, Justin. we never introduce ourselves, and let's keep it that way. Um, <laughs> I'm Chris. This is my co-host, Justin. Welcome to the fourth Adam Sandler podcast. Yeah. Uh, this week... <laughs> <laughs> talk about. Let me take my cigarette out of my mouth uh, for a second. I got this, to talk to you. This straight. week we got some things to talk about. This week we're it's gonna be a little more uh, low key. This week because uh, we decided to not do an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, this week. apparently so. <laughs> and what's funny, I don't know if this was caught on the last episode or not, but we did have a discussion where we were trying to decide <laughs> if we were doing men, men, women, and children. That's the movie this week, um, or. Uh, what the cobbler or something, <laughs> or, or pixels or something. Pixels. But, uh, and I really pushed hard. I feel like I pushed hard. You for, did. Uh, yeah. Men, women, and children. I was like, no, it's an Adam Sandler movie, and it's like a drama. We got to do it. You know, he he was in an ensemble in Spanglish. We got to do it. Yeah. And uh, he he is in this movie. He uh, is he. He pokes he his is. head. Okay. He pokes yeah. his head around around every now and then. Yeah. He's he's there every now and then. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I think the argument was, well, we didn't do Airheads, and he doesn't really play a prominent role in Airheads, so should we really do this movie? And then I think I looked into it, and I was like, oh, it sounds like he's part of this movie. Like, he's an important part of this movie. And, well, we'll get to that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should do Airheads. I, I know you do. I guess now it would only make sense. <laughs> And anything else he has a bit role in. Anything else he has a bit role in. <laughs> no, I yeah, yeah I, I do think it'd be fun. I think we've talked about doing like a end of the podcast, throw together a couple ensemble movies and talk about them. Right. I think that would be fun because Airheads and or or you know those were like he didn't have a bit role, but he also didn't have a leading role. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. 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 Like this one, that'd maybe we good. could do that. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I was thinking about that too. I was like, maybe we could do this movie then. Till next time. But uh, <laughs> yep. Shoot, Here shoot we are. Doobity. Here we are. Yep. Uh, uh, Hibbity dibbity. That's the one. That's it. Um, so. Yeah. This week we're so. Doing men, women, and children. Do you want to do the intros, or I, I think I promised that I would this time around. Okay. All yeah, right. I don't really have anything. So um, go ahead. Okay. So. Yeah, so Men, Women, and Children starts off with our our favorite person, Adam Sandler, uh, on his son's computer because he has so much malware on his own computer that he can't even watch porn on it. Uh, on his own, on his son's computer, um, trying getting ready to um, look up some porn and to masturbate. Um, actually, it's shit. It starts. Uh, with this really interesting voiceover out in space talking about Voyager and talking about 
uh, all the things that were included in the Voyager it's, spacecraft. It's it's arguable which one is the better hook. So. <laughs> you know, I was thinking I think in the movie, yeah. <laughs> Um, and so it's really like putting it in perspective that like the universe is this grand, incredible thing. And like we put this, all this music in Voyager and we put, um, these different sounds like waves crashing and, uh, whale sounds and the sound of wind through the trees and the sound of a human kiss. And then we're brought into the, you know, acute mundane of the 21st century with this middle-aged guy. Uh, who's at his house by himself, can't manage to get any porn up on his own computer, so he has to go to his son's. Um, and then from there, it's really just like a bunch of masturbation gag jokes. Um, so it's <laughs> just weird. Thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess that yeah. sums it up. No, um, from there, I think, I'm trying to think of like the best way to sum it up, but I would say it's it really kind of follows um, four different families um, and, their, and their teenagers. And so it's moving back and forth kind of between uh, middle age problems of like uh, my marriage isn't working out or it literally didn't work out and I'm getting a divorce or I'm just I'm kind of living vicariously through my own my own child Uh, back and forth from that to teenage problems like, you know, I don't want to play football anymore. Life is meaningless Um, or my mom is way too overbearing um, and, you know, reads every single text I have or. I'm anorexic and, and, you know, and lost a lot of weight and have really low self-esteem and that sort of thing. And so it just kind of moves back and forth between those things. Um, Ultimately, each one kind of exploring our growing dependence on technology and how dangerous that is. I think it's kind of like I wrote down black mirror light. It's like, it's not really Mm. horror, but it's, it is definitely like yeah. leaning into that, like, ooh, are you know, are video games really that safe? But, is pornography yeah. really that safe? But at the same time, but uh, completely um, realistic. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, it's, no, no, it's not sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, no sci-fi stuff in it. The question of whether it's realistic is kind of a, another question. <laughs> uh, right, but, but not yeah, science it's fiction. Not sci-fi. Yeah, no. for sure. Um, and yeah, ultimately, kind of trying to figure out how do you balance this kind of new way of living where you have all this technology at your fingertips and you can kind of get whatever you want in a way, um, but maybe getting what you want isn't always getting what you need. <laughs> I thought it was, uh, you can't always get what you want, but if you try, sometimes you just might find that you get what you need. Oh, Yeah. I was like, "What is he saying?" I for, um, but yeah, I love I love the Beatles. I've always loved the Beatles. It's the Doors, man. Oh, sorry. Whoops. And then got and I got a Davida. You know what I mean? Um. So so yeah. yeah cool. You wanna you wanna drop in anything there? I think that kind of sums up the the gist of the movie. Hmm. Well, maybe, but I I have a few like. I have some talking points, but maybe we're not uh, not ready for that yet. Yeah, just trying to just trying to make sure. So just obviously, it's an ensemble cast. It's really moving bef- between yeah. scene and scene. It's you're you're covering. It's I will say it does a good job of kind of covering so many narratives simultaneously. Because mm-hmm. I never felt like, wait, what's happening here? Actually, there were a couple moments uh, because. Um, so Jennifer Garner plays the helicopter mom who watches everything her 
her daughter does. Mm-hmm. Um, her daughter is like the only cool person in the whole movie. Um, and she's just like super chill and, you know, not, not, um, super obnoxious mm-hmm. or anything. Uh, and then she falls for the, the jaded football player who doesn't really like football anymore and just wants to play his video games because his mom's mm-hmm. divorcing his dad. Um, and when they're like texting back and forth, he has to text her on a secret account. Um, he eventually finds out because she actually blocks him at one point. So there's like a moment when he's on Facebook and he sees that his mom got married, but then he messages that girl, his, his, uh, Jennifer Garner's daughter. And he's like, Hey, I'm feeling really bummed or something. And then it says, this person has blocked you. And I wasn't sure was that his mom or was that Jennifer Garner's daughter who it's actually Jennifer Garner who controls her daughter's Facebook account. But then I think it was his mom because later on he mentions that his mom blocked him soon oh, after, yeah, soon after posting the engagement. But it was one of those little things where there was a few hiccups. But no, for the, it wasn't, it wasn't his mom. It was, he, I think he's supposed to have clicked over to look at the, the girl he's interested in facebook and that's where he's blocked i don't think his mom blocked him he does say later on she sh- i saw the pictures right before she blocked me oh really yeah he's like we weren't supposed because oh, okay. he tells he Never tells mind. his dad he's like we weren't supposed to know um, oh. you know like she wasn't trying man, to hurt us fucked up man. yeah yeah really she fucked blocked up. him from facebook that's this is mom yeah like you can't wait to post those photos on facebook really You're supposed to uh this is the only way that we can connect anymore is through facebook i know so your mom blocks you You're like, yeah Mom. You're not supposed to block your family. You're, You're just supposed to unfollow yeah. them. Right, yeah. It's you... not that hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what you're supposed to do with your family is, uh, no, I don't know. You're supposed to get all, you're, you're supposed to be chill with your family, but when you see someone's uncle and your friends reply and that uncle is clearly a Trump supporter, you're supposed to get into like a, a day-long argument with them in the comments section yes, of your friends. Yeah. <laughs> And the key is that the... would be like, well, you see, Carl. Yeah. You, the, the key is that the argument really will only last, um, you know, about five to ten minutes. But the real mm-hmm. argument that takes place is when you make a post and then step away and think yes. about your next point and yeah. then read his point and then think about all the things you could say in your next point. Yeah. It's very the important. The argument is just you imagining the different uh, interactions that you might have. Yes. <laughs> He's like, oh, what if I said that? If he said this, I would say this. <laughs> Typing and then he's deleting whatever he's gonna, you he's typed get it. over and over again. <laughs> yeah. um, Family. So I felt That's, like. We're all past that, though, now. Those oh, days yeah. Are behind us. Well, I think we're all united again. There's not going to be <laughs> yeah. a single Facebook argument ever again. Thank, thank God. Oh, man. Did he, uh, he, he made face, he's going to make Facebook illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Who is? I don't know. No, it'll just be, uh, it's going to take us back to the Obama years. What do people use Facebook for? It's just going to be like, uh, people being like, man, I was so wasted. Or, yeah, yeah. What should I have for lunch today? (laughs) (laughs) Poll time. Yeah, I did a lot of polls back then. Um, yeah, I, maybe we should just mention that, uh, this is being recorded the day after, um, Biden was declared the president elect of the United States of America. There you go. We did it. <laughs> yeah, right. I guess we should. Yeah, we make references to the news, but I don't know when people... I don't even know when this thing's coming out. 
I don't either. I don't know when this, when whoever's listening to this might be listening to it either. I don't know when they're going to hear it. Is this, you this know. This might end up in space. Voyager 4. Just like yeah. the, in Voyager 4. And people are, we need to. Aliens will be like, wow, we're glad they're all dead. We're glad humans died out. This <laughs> podcast fucking sucked. This, if this was not a death knell, if this was not the canary in the coal mine, I don't know what yeah. would have been. They're going to be like, people everywhere men straight men everywhere <laughs> had their own thing where they would just talk to each other into a microphone for hours about fucking movies they weren't talking about their own feelings or what life <laughs> updates or staying connected in any meaningful sense it was just bad movies many of these movies are lost to time and some scholars argue they were the pinnacle of human art but we just don't know <laughs> Yeah, okay. Facebook. How did this movie... Okay. I thought this movie did pretty good about how it showed technology being used. Um, and I... Yeah. Like, I liked... I know that... I've seen this in other movies. I'm easily impressed because I don't understand technology or how to incorporate it into art. So anytime I try to write a piece of fiction, I always just end up setting it in, like, the 70s. Because I'm like, I don't know. Oh, then you got a text. No, that sounds dumb. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want it to say that. So I'm just like, well, fuck it. Yeah. Just go back. Just go back in time. So I'm very, always very impressed when people uh, seamlessly incorporate technology. The technology I should add that I grew up using. So <laughs> I'm so like weird about it. Well, see, I have like, a, I have a different approach. Text? I don't like to use texting in my, my stories yeah. or anything. So I just always put it that there's a big glass dome that has come over wherever <laughs> my character is. And they can't use any technology anymore. Oh, that's cool too. Um, yeah. yeah, it's pretty pretty quick fix. Um, yeah, yeah. I uh, I thought that. Yeah, I think. I mean, I was kind of impressed with how many different forms of technology it managed to hit mm -hmm. on, um, because we have like, or I, I guess I should say like the way that it incorporated technology was pretty interesting for most of the time like the way that the text messages pop up on the screen and we actually see them happening in real time which now that i think about it was that just ripped off from the social network i don't the, know i think that I may remember. have been how the social network handled messages and stuff um, yeah so not that original but um it's a good way to do it yeah i think it worked out pretty well I wanted to say that I think this movie is really about the kids. Like, the kids feel like the mm -hmm. center of this movie. And For that's sure. probably why Adam Sandler doesn't feel so important. And really, none of the parents feel all that important. Because no. in some way, it's like, yeah, they have their issues. But they've gotten past, like, that really, at least subjectively crucial moment of being a teenager. Yeah. And being like, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, am, what... How is my next move going to totally ruin my life? Which I think For is sure. the fear that people have about teenagers, even though most teenagers are pretty resilient and and make it mm -hmm. you know make it through. Um, yeah, I, teen, yeah, teenagers tend in movies like they can either they can give them equal time, but yeah, that's exactly it. It's more the stakes seem higher for the teenagers, and so and they're doing stuff for the first time. I don't know. So like even like how excited do you get for like oh yeah this guy's divorced but now oh he might find a romantic partner again yeah it's like i mean it's just not lots of people make great art out of that but it's not the same 
rush of like adrenaline it's just like oh well i hope this works out but i guess my life will just kind of go on <laughs> yeah yeah but when you're a teenager it's just like oh my god <laughs> yeah and this i think is maybe maybe the other thing is that like we've ritualized teenagers yeah, in high school so much that there's like there's a term for this in anthropology and i can't remember mm-hmm. what it is but where you kind of like um oh oh i'm i'm uh, lim- oh, they. I think one of the ways they talk about it is like liminal spaces or liminality mm. in this kind of yeah. transition state. And I think everyone in this movie is in some kind of transition state. But the high schooler transition state, we know so much better, probably because our culture obsesses over, our, and yeah. most of our like that popular is art is really reliant on like high sc- pretty yeah. basic ideas of love and you know frustration. Yeah. It's you know. Katy Perry is not singing like uh, typically about it, like a super sophisticated kind of love or relationship. Right. Not yeah, to dog I mean, on Katy Perry. She's great. High school is, yeah, high school is very much, it has an, it occupies like an oversized uh, space because I, I, I guess, I mean, that's who buys new music, I guess. <laughs> like, I'm sure it comes back to marketing. Yeah. When they invent when they like invented the teenager as a consumer mm-hmm. entity in the fifties or whenever, but maybe sometime around then. But it's like, oh yeah, you buy things too. You're a teenager. Like, you know, post war post World War Two advertisers are like, All right, first we'll sell everybody refrigerators because everybody's really excited. Like, mm-hmm. wow, I can I don't have to have an ice box. I can like just have a refrigerator, I can just yeah. put everything in it. A microwave that'll save me hours of cooking or whatever yep. but um then everybody had that stuff and i think they were kind of like how do we keep this going yeah. we have to keep this going um and they did that in a lot of ways but i think one of them was what other markets are there oh there's teenagers you're not your dad yeah you're cool <laughs> like yeah you like you like to buy, listen to records <laughs> or whatever <laughs> i don't know you know bing but, crosby uh, yeah <laughs> No, Ben Crosby would be the dad. They're like, you're cool. You <laughs> well, at one just... point in time, he wasn't, you know? He That's was true. just the teen. Mm-hmm. Um, Good to yeah. remember. But, uh, oh yeah, and anyway, so I think an oversized chunk of art, perhaps, is focused on high school, though it is also a liminal state, and it is also a period that has an impact on people. Yeah, and part of the reason it's it feels like such a liminal state is because, I mean, that's not just like a natural feature of it, but we've created this, you know, divide where at 18 years old you become an adult and you go off on your own. You know, that that's a yeah. big thing. And so these all these kids are like coming up on that moment, whereas right. the, the middle-aged parents are all really just coming up on this moment and of realizing, fuck, every, what have I done with my life? All right, and everybody knows as a teenager that when they hit the certain point, they just go to work. And they, you know, in Breakfast Club or whatever, they're yep, like, once yep. you hit a certain age, I think your heart dies or whatever. <laughs> I forget what it is, the exact quote. But you all know that you're going to have to go to work. Yeah. But right now, maybe if you're lucky, you get to like screw around for a while and explore stuff. And then, you know, it gets, maybe it gets expanded into college or if you're a millennial, maybe it gets expanded until you're 35. Grad school, <laughs> baby. Yeah, grad school. <laughs> Hell yeah, I got at least one more of those in my back pocket just in case I uh, 
I don't know. And like, uh, fuck work. <laughs> no way. No thanks. <laughs> oh, yeah, but, there are plenty of jobs if yeah. you want to work 40 hours a week. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> that's, yeah. That probably, people won't connect to that. Grad students work really hard. <laughs> Except for the cool ones. Oh, yeah. I do not endorse any of this. I'm sorry. <laughs> Having spent um, the last six months fighting for increased funding, we work way too fucking hard. Yeah. We're treated like shit. For sure, for sure. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, I mean, that's another reason I think it's just like, I don't know, you're, you're like, something's going to, yeah. I think it's fear of the future uncertainty that gives it that little, like, poignancy. Yeah. Like, oh, let's sit on the hood of the car for one last night together before we both go off to college, and we're going to act like maybe we'll stay together. But yeah. in reality, we both know that we're not. And, and have, you ever, have you ever had yeah. that feeling where you're on the cusp of a big transition and it feels like, I'm going to die. I'm not going to live to see whatever comes next. Right. Because if not, like, maybe right you're just a normal person. No, like I remember when I was <laughs> graduating day. college and I just felt yeah. like I don't, I almost feel like I'm not going to live. Like I, uh -huh. I can't, I can't imagine it. I can't imagine myself in that future. So it almost feels like mm. I'm not going to be there. Like, I don't know. I, I remember having that then and. Yeah. Um, I think probably after a one of my one of a long term relationship breakup, I, mm. I had a, that feeling. But that means just yeah. be me. <laughs> no, no. I when I got um, I actually got after when I was about to graduate high school for the first time in my life, I had um, some like death anxiety, where you kind of are just overly anxious about it. And I could have used this is kind of going into more of the movie, um, which I hope anybody that's interested. We, we sometimes try to designate where the spoilers are, but I don't know. We're not good at it. So I hope <laughs> if you're actually interested in these movies, you watch them before you listen to us. But anyway, I could have used, I actually could have used some of that, like Carl Sagan. We're all made of like stardust and molecules and shit. Yeah. And that, all, that's all like eternal. I didn't know the universe was going to crush on, in on itself like the guy said. <laughs> I don't like that anymore. Until just uh, now. Uh, yeah, until just now. Oh, until I watched the movie. I thought I was like, I thought that was my ticket. I was like, <laughs> baby, my stardust is just going to be spinning around. And going eternal, and going like, and going. Reforming into other cool shit, probably. Yeah. Like, a, like a Komodo dragon, maybe. I Hell don't know. yeah. That would but, be cool. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I didn't have, I didn't even think about that when I was 18. I was just like, fuck. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And it must have been because it was the end of something significant that, like, triggered that. Yeah, maybe. Um, so, I, I, we usually talk about cameos. There, there weren't a whole lot in this one. Um, we could go through the list of actors, and we've got Adam Sandler, uh, yeah, and then we have other act Jennifer They're Garner. Good. I mentioned They're yes, They're all great. The guy from Shield. Oh, is he from uh, Shield? Wait, he's not from Shield. He's just bald. The Who's Breaking the Bad guy? In Breaking there. Bad guy. Uh, he was also in something else. Malcolm in the Middle. Yes, that's it. No, not that bald. <laughs> Breaking Bad guy. Um, it was the uh, no, it was 
He played the DEA agent. I think the actor's name is Dean Norris. And um, in in Breaking Bad. Yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, he, was, he was the DEA agent. He, I, yeah, I I recognize him from something else, but I can't think of what it is. He played a really bad guy in it, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, no, I think Shields' guy is from Kamish. And actually, this may not be the first time we've talked about this on the podcast. So, sorry, I always bring up Kamish. But um, so you got him, and his son is played by Ansel Elgort, which we yeah. we may know from *Fault in Our Stars* fame. But also, is he also in uh, *Baby Driver*? Um, I haven't. See, I don't watch those kind of movies. I only watch like teen kind of rom-com type <laughs> movies. So I don't know. Okay. I only watch Adam Sandler movies and teen rom-coms. Um, cool. Yeah. But yeah, I think he also is Baby Driver. Yeah. Yeah, the Baby Driver himself. Also my it's favorite high, Dio it's song. It's a high concept. Uh, your favorite what song? Dio. Oh, yeah, yeah. Baby Driver. You been driving? It's a high concept uh, movie about someone who has to get a part-time job just driving these, like, babies yeah. to... Um, to like the nurse the nursery mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then sometimes but, back home too yeah yeah now would they be actual like act like babies or would they be sort of the baby boss style and they would have little like they'd be dressed like adults maybe with little mustaches all of them are like that sure, you must yeah please chauffeur yeah me to the nursery i should have brought two minks can yeah. you turn the turn the heat on in here this, this this uh, baby formula is a fine vintage. <laughs> I'm See? not allowed to eat spaghetti. <laughs> That's good. Never fails. Never fails. Never. It's always good. That's a good bit. Baby driver. We gotta write that yeah. one. Write that one yeah. out. Right. Um, so I'm I'm looking up some other names here. So Caitlin Dev Dever uh, plays Brandy. Beltmeyer, she's Ansel Elgort's kind of heartthrob, and she's uh, the Jennifer. She's Jennifer Garner's daughter. Um, oh, Judy Greer's in this. Um, she and I, I believe she's been in some other Adam Sandler movies. She may be one of the few people who's been in some other stuff with Adam Sandler, although they never actually appear together. Um, and her daughter is is the one who. So she's she's like. She's got to be probably with the worst parent in the movie, would you say? She's pretty bad. She uh, takes mm-hmm. pictures of her daughter in scantily clad outfits and then posts it on her daughter's website. She, she wants carried away. Yeah. She wants her daughter to go to, um, to Hollywood. So uh, it turns out yeah. that's like the worst way to do it because Hollywood yeah. doesn't want someone who's been involved in illegal possible sex trafficking or child pornography yeah so yeah well what are you gonna do though um so i'm i'm just checking here and i, I don't see that she's been in Ad- any adam sandler movie but i could have sworn she was yeah um, right. she was in 27 dresses uh and 13 going on 30 with jennifer garner so she might this might be a little interesting um well uh what do they say the thing is where like six degrees of Kevin Bacon kind of thing here. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think, I mean, those those are most of the main characters. Uh, all these teen actors and actresses, it's just hard to keep track of. 
yeah. but they exist in the show, um, yeah. in the movie, and you will see them if you watch the movie. Yeah. Um, speaking of the movie, um, what did you think of the movie? What did I think of the movie? Yeah. Should we just get on to that? Yeah, let's, 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 just, let's talk. Let's, let's just talk talk some movie shop. Um, I, while I was watching it, thought it was pretty good. Um, I was interested in it. Uh, and then afterwards, I, like I watched it last night. Um, Same. But... Afterwards, I kind of looked at what some of the reviews were and saw that it was critically panned and a commercial failure. And I Ouch. did kind of think, well, towards the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ouch. <laughs> we need to, Ooh, that stings. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> after the, You're a quick one. <laughs> What uh, <laughs> um, I saw that it was a commercial failure, and I did, I did think about it. I was, it did get a little bit heavy-handed at the end for me. Yeah, I was yeah. kind of there with it, but then, but I do, I do have one main thing that I want to talk about or kind of question for it. But uh, yeah, it got a little heavy-handed at the end. I don't think it was as bad as the critic reviews. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Um. But, you know, like, some of the storylines, now I guess we're getting into spoilers. Uh, the One of the main storylines was the kid that quits football and his uh, love interest. His love interest was in, uh, did you talk, she is an actress that was in, oh, what's that movie that came out that people liked? Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist? No. Zack and Miri make a porno. People didn't like that one that much. Juno. Uh, people liked that one at first, and now they don't like it anymore. Oh, uh, Baby Driver. <laughs> I think people like that one still. Oh, okay. Um, no, no, no. What is what is it? Got it. Booksmart. Booksmart. Oh, she's yeah, she's yeah, from Booksmart. She's Booksmart. Yeah. How old anyway, is she? Wait, she's like thirty. She's I think I remember. Now. She's like thirty now. She got older yeah. really fast. She is twenty three. You're right. Okay, yeah. so she was, she was like, okay, she was like sixteen in this movie. Yeah. Um. So that storyline, I feel like, is kind of the. That's the most resolved storyline, maybe. And so here's where we get into spoilers. Um, it goes full on like stuff comes to a head i guess her mom discovers the secret account tells the boyfriend through her account to fuck off basically he has just learned that his dad deleted his favorite video game and his account and all his friends (laughs) yeah it's true his dad (laughs) kind of in a feeling confused because he had just learned of the other mom's uh kind of involvement in uh photographing and selling pictures of her daughter um and he's kind of like man i'm all mixed up now i'm well, if my upset. Son's i think i'm upset by pictures. that and now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then he goes on this was kind of un, perhaps a little unrealistic uh he goes on 
a while earlier, the the, the the former football player kid on his MMO, he was trying to search for this connection, and he was like, in his his war guild wars video game, he sends a message to some of his buds. And it's like I just found out that my mom's getting remarried, and they're just kind of like, dang, better hit that while I still can type of stuff. Yeah. Or whatever. Which um, which I would actually argue is its own kind of form of that, bonding. For for sure. You know. Yeah. Like that. I because mean, I do. They were that's like why somewhat. There are no problems with men and their uh, rituals of bonding. In the yeah. Today. <laughs> Just let boys be boys. Boys are gonna be boys. <laughs> um, no, I, I mean, I, yeah. Uh, anyway, what I thought was funny though. So he says that I totally buy that that interaction could happen. Um, especially if he's just talking to like people that he doesn't have any other communication with outside of whatever it is they're doing on the video game rating yeah. or something. But uh, um, and I do play video games. I'm not like a complete like what would it be where you don't use any technology? I just don't play those kinds of <laughs> Luddite. Yeah, I just I never got into those ones. But um, uh, yeah. Anyway, his dad. This is like a. A week weeks later, maybe his dad goes in to the game and yeah, he finds that his son's like has the game still up and he's like, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna see what this is all about. I don't understand it, but I'm trying to keep an open mind, kind of. But right now I'm especially mixed up and concerned. What is the internet? What are they doing on yeah. there? And so he's like, he moves the little guy around a little bit, and then apparently later. You see, he like confronts his son. He's like, "I deleted the whole thing." They were talking about your mother on there, yeah. Which either means that he read back in the chat like months, months or I mean, ago. even just like a or week would be. Or they're still doing it. <laughs> they're still making that joke. They've been making it for a week. They're just like, oh, "What else can I say about?" Which might lead Ogre someone Lord's into it. Yeah, that might actually lead someone into a very severe depression if their yeah. online friends for weeks are just harping on yeah. on somebody's mom. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I, th- yeah, I think just, my favorite part of every the... time he logs on, they're just like, "Oh hey." I I, I really like this like it's really. The guy, it's the boy that <laughs> whose mom got divorced. Here he is again. <laughs> I really uh, love how shitty the kind of like exchanges in that moment because the dad's like, "I deleted your, I deleted your account," and Ansel Elgort's like, "Oh yeah, so what? What do you mean? You like, you freaking deleted it off my computer? I'll just re-upload it." And then the dad's like, "No, I called my credit card company and told them to delete it," which I was thinking, "That's not how it works either, dude." <laughs> I, I hacked into it and deleted the game from Earth. <laughs> But, uh, I got a buddy working at Chase Bank. He's a mad hacker. All your <laughs> shit's gone, buddy. <laughs> anyway, so that leads him. He is also recently... Oh, yeah, the other thing about him, he quit football. All his former football buddies are ragging on him, calling him like homophobic slurs and stuff like that, and, uh, and just being jerks to him, being like, oh, he's... We lost because of you. Yeah. Um, and then one of them throws an orange at his girlfriend. And then throws he, it at him, but I think just doesn't have great aim, which, again, girlfriend. yeah, the, not a great football player. So he gets into a fight. He has to go. To, he beats the shit out of him. He has to go to the counselor. Uh, 
not a great football player. No wonder they lost. He was yeah. aiming for him. I thought he was aiming for the girlfriend. Man, those guys deserve to lose. Yeah, they really did. So he goes to the counselor, and the counselor's like, oh, you're, you're interested in, in video games, huh? Or something. And uh, he's like, yeah, I just, I just, do you know Carl Sagan? He's really into pale blue dot. I think we covered that. Yeah. But he's, in, he's, in, he's kind of learning maybe some existentialism a little bit. Uh, so he's like, you know, I, I just, it, it just says we're all just dust and meaningless. And <laughs> when Cynthia watched it, she had a funny comment about like that. That's exactly what it's like when you're a teenager and you encounter big ideas for the first time and then you try to apply them to your own life because what a kid says is something like, you know, and so all the actions of Hitler and all these people, like, they don't ultimately mean anything because everyone just turns back into, like, yeah. space dust. Yep. Which means, who cares if I play football? <laughs> <laughs> which, I mean, I totally buy that too, but it is funny. Like, that's where he goes with it. Because that's what his life is. But anyway, anyway, tells that to his counselor. His counselor gives him some kind of medication. Uh, and then his game is gone. He thinks his girlfriend doesn't want to see him anymore. Yeah. Everything is meaningless. Yeah. So he attempts to overdose on these uh, prescription pills. At which point, his dad's storyline... His storyline, his girlfriend's storyline, I mean, those are all interconnected. And his girlfriend's mom's storyline all intersect. Yeah, girlfriend rebels against mom and says, you deleted my, my Tumblr and, and everything. You know, I'm leaving. And she so she just kind of runs off, um, gets on her bike, um, rides her bike to Ansel Elgort's place. And she ends up being the one who, like, rushes into his house, goes upstairs and finds him. And he's back on his game, and he's just you know playing, and he's like, I gotta freaking grind for hours to do anything, and then they don't end up getting together because he's just so busy. No, uh, she finds him like on the floor foaming at the mouth because he's overdosed on pills, um, and I think like the next shot is really him like waking up in a hospital, and um, his dad's there, and. Um, his dad is like, I'm so sorry I had my buddy hack your computer. That was so wrong of me. And uh, the girlfriend is there, uh, and she's glad that he's alive. And I think everybody learns a valuable lesson and, at the end of this movie. And his mom, or her mom, who's been driving around looking for her because she ran out, eventually goes to the hospital, just I guess just to be like, is she at the hospital? And just starts wandering through the hospital probably opening up those curtains and being like is my daughter in here is my daughter in here people with like breathing tubes like just like okay not in here but anyway she she stumbles upon them and uh or she not stumbles she sees them and her heart she sees that her daughter truly cares for this uh guy and it and, grows uh, three sizes her heart just grows three sizes yeah. and uh, she's like god damn it god damn this stupid surveillance technology that i installed on all of your yeah. uh technology and she just yeah. goes and she tears it all down and she uh, learns a lesson i should have paid more attention in that french yeah. literature class the panopticon is bad i thought it was yeah. good 
Yeah. God. Um, but, and that's that. That's pretty much it. So that storyline was the one that had the most big, cheesy ending. So that's where I think it does start to, like these critics call it kind of mawkish and heavy-handed and all this. Yeah. That's where, to me, it does go into that territory. But I liked it otherwise. For the I mean, most yeah. Part. So I think my feeling was kind of the same as yours, where ultimately I enjoyed watching the movie, and it wasn't one of those movies. And we've had some of these before, where it's like I could turn this off and just not care. I was mm-hmm. I was invested enough to be like, I want to mm-hmm. I want to know what happens next. Um, but I did. Th- I thought it was heavy handed, and I thought that pretty early on. I I wrote down the black mirror light early mm-hmm. on because it was just like okay i get it technology's bad and they this movie is getting ready to show me all of the bad things about it like this teenager who you know looks at porn is completely incapable of being aroused by like the physical presence of another you know the presence of another person right. um you know and just like taking all of the extremes which for me the the worst episodes of black mirror are those ones where there is no complexity you know it's just like yeah. mom watches daughter you know how this is going to end, like, re- mm. you know, really awful. Um, and it's just, like, one bad decision after another. Um, mm. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, for most of the time that we watch movie, these Adam Sandler movies, they are kind of relentlessly corny and sometimes, like, obs- like obscene or, or just overall, like, kind of cringy. Like, oh, God, that is so bad. Like, that joke was so bad, that didn't land, that kind of thing. I thought this one was like relentlessly dramatic. Like it's just constantly mm. trying the worst, to ma- the worst outcome that could come from this is what happens to everybody. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, true. And I, and I think maybe the, the most, I don't know, like not, not the most interesting, but I did think that the, um, Adam Sandler and his wife, their kind of arc ended somewhere that was somewhat interesting um, just because he's like she has gotten on Ashley Madison and is is like sleeping with other people, he has been seeing an escort, and then there's this moment where I think I thought he like tracked her down. Is that how you read that? Like he mm-hmm. figures out, he gets on her he laptop, he sees is, that yeah. she's on Ashley Madison. Um, she find he finds out where she's meeting this the next guy and goes and just shows up and like orders a whiskey you know, or something and drinks it and stares at her and then leaves. The next morning she comes back home and you know he has this moral which is like okay you know we've both really fucked up um but we have to move forward so what do you what do you want to eat like what do you want on your eggs um i mean it was on one hand that sounds really really stupid to me but on the other it's like (laughs) well at least it's not like they both died in a car crash hitting each other on accident driving home from their mutual <laughs> lovers. You know what I'm saying? Like, Man. it could have been really bad. Oh, so yeah. we should all just I be thankful think, for... All I could think about was the Pini Colada song, which didn't end up happening. But when he was like, oh, I'm going to... They're both cheating on each other, meeting people, strangers yeah. in hotel rooms and stuff. I was just like, ah, oh, yeah. And eventually, <laughs> it's going to be the Pini Colada song. Wait, why? And what... Because Pina Colada, they both end up liking Pina Colada. Okay, you know the Pina Colada song? I kind of, I know it for the most part. It's two people, or Bring one person puts out a personal. Bring me one Pina Colada. That one? 
something like that. But, uh, you know, he put, okay, the guy, he's like, ah, I'm bored with my relationship, my wife, maybe. Uh, he puts out an ad in the personal. He's like, okay, I'll go on a date. Here's what my ad's going to say. If you like putting your colliders, getting caught in the rain. And then some other stuff. Um, and and so your boss has no brain. Yeah. Is that true? I actually think that is the like Cherry Coke parody version that they made for the Cherry Coke advertisements <laughs> like, back in the 90s. I don't, I don't really I um, don't know. Okay, so he goes, he finds the perfect response to it. Someone that also likes pina coladas. And these are metaphors for a, maybe a new take on life. A sense of oh, adventure. Okay. Whatever. I did but not know there out. was like a story to the Pina Colada song. I just thought it was someone asking if you like Pina Coladas. Okay, then he goes, he meets this person, this mysterious person that he's going to cheat on his wife with because he's just so, t he's like, I don't connect with my wife anymore. Mm. I don't like what we used to like. I only like Pina Coladas, getting caught in the rain. Um, my boss I, having no those, brain. That's it, my boss yeah. having no brain, cherry <laughs> coke. Um, he goes and meets them. And lo and behold, uh, he sits at the bar, a pina colada. The bartender brings him a pina colada, says, courtesy of the woman over there in red. He looks over and it's his wife. Holy shit. I should have said it's his boss. I don't know. I was yeah. thinking for a punchline. I didn't That'd be one. good. And she's got a gun. That. Yeah. And she's got a gun <laughs> and a cherry Coke. <laughs> oh my god um some of that i exaggerated but it is about someone <laughs> like trying to cheat on his wife through the personal section and then finding his wife okay other person oh so it is it really is just the pina colada song in a way they really do have a connection that whole time um they just kind of lost sight of it in the day-to-day -day grind and i think yeah. that's the moral of adam sandler's story and and uh, his wife's story here is that they also really have a connection, which is that they just like to have sex with other people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Both of them and like when, to have sex. Yeah. They just like to have sex with other people. That's fine. And they like to lie about it to their and spouse. They, and they like to lie about it. So they, <laughs> so they have this connection so they can rebuild just being like, oh, I'm going to my, going to my sister's and then she can wink at him. And he can be like, oh, wow. or no, no. What it would be is like, like she would I'm say, she would. Fifteen year old all over again. <laughs> no, she would say, first crush. I'm going to my sister's, and he would be like, sure you are. And she'd be like, no, yeah. I'm serious. I'm not going out to sleep with anybody. I'm going to my sister's. I swear to you. I swear on my mother's grave. I am going to my sister's. And he's like, Jesus, okay. She's like, you can track me here. Track my phone. He's like, no, I don't want to do that. She's like, no, track my phone. And then she goes, but then she still cheats on him. Oh. That, that I think that's what they what they're saying is like moving on. We will need to continue. Like the thrill is only really there if we're lying to each other. Oh. So it's gonna have to get more elaborate too. Yes. He's gonna yeah. he's gonna be like, wait, honey, I, do you hear that? My phone is ringing. Bring bring. And she's gonna be like, you're just making that with your mouth. And he's gonna be like, no, really, it's going bring 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 bring. And he's gonna hold it up. Gonna be like, hello, um, uh, the the CEO of uh, Pina Coladas. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. I need to go. I need to help. 
Shit. Uh, yeah, honey, I got a new job. I don't know if I told you. I work for the uh, Pina Colada factory. Uh, no, I, I, I had no go. idea. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I have to go real fast. It, he needs me. He needs me. For sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then, uh, then he'll have sex with somebody. Yeah. What uh, a bastard. Yeah. <laughs> what a sly bastard. <laughs> you know, when they first, um, they, they first, so they set it up, like she's on Ashley Madison. She's looking for a date. Um, he's looking at an escort site and there's that kind of moment where they both go out that night and they're both waiting on their mutual person. And I really did hope like maybe these characters won't have to have some really fucked up dramatic thing going on. Mm -hmm. Maybe they could just actually have agreed before we cheat on each other. Let's just try to spice things up. Like we'll go to a bar separately. We'll introduce ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll have this kind of like first date sort of thing, you know, Mm -hmm. meet cute. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that would have been a really interesting way to do the movie. That is not how they did it. They didn't ask me what I thought would be good, apparently. So they just did it a different way. Instead, she yeah. meets um, she meets the guy. Uh, I think her first date is with... Um, let me see what his is name somebody? is. Yeah, he's he's a guy. He did look familiar. Yeah. Dennis, Dennis Haysbert. Um He's the uh, he's he does the voice for um, and he's in some of the commercials for Allstate. You've so. got to be shitting me because I put it in put it in place and time that did pop into my head. Uh, just watched uh, we we had, we stayed up late. We watched the movie very late last night. I'm a little tired now because we decided to watch the opening of SNL because uh, oh. we were like, oh yeah, don't usually do that. Then there was a football game. Went into double overtime. And then a half hour of local news. So I don't know if we watched the opening of SNL very late. Um, I now realize like the sketch that I'm talking about. I actually watched it this morning. <laughs> I didn't want to watch the whole thing. We didn't need to do any of that anyway. Um, but yeah, we we thought, oh yeah, it's the big news, election news and stuff today. Yeah. We'll see what yeah. SNL. We'll Again, see if you're just joining in, if you're just joining goose, in with us, uh, Joe Biden on. has been yeah. declared the president elect of the United States of America. Yeah. So we were like, let's see, let's see what this, uh, let's let's see Jim Carrey, see him do some stuff. Yeah. The farewell to Alec Baldwin, Donald Trump impersonation. Um, but anyway, Dave Chappelle, we watched Dave Chappelle's opening monologue. He's a guest, as he was four years ago, right after Trump got elected. Whoa. So kind of a interesting, I don't know, circle there. Anyway, uh, in one of the sketches, Dave Chappelle uh, plays the uh, Allstate guy. Oh, that is a good story. That is a good story. Yes, yes. I I stand by that story, even if you're not going to. That was great. You know, I said, I said, no matter what, you know, she, you know, yeah, she's, she's cheating on her husband. She's with a stranger. She's at a hotel. Nobody really knows where she is. But at the end of the day, I think she's in good hands. Is that an Allstate joke? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I thought... Okay, so I thought that was maybe the second cheesiest uh, resolution. Yeah. I was interested, though. They didn't... Some of these other storylines 
they didn't resolve with people necessarily finding a place of peace, which actually does make it kind of Black Mirror-ish. Yeah. Which makes it a little bit, uh, me a little bit less impressed with it, actually. But at the time, I was like, that's cool. They did have some kind of cheesy resolutions, but, like, the kid who was, uh, who was, like, addicted to pornography, uh, and had unable to be intimate with a partner, uh, which people always blame, uh, pornography, but, uh, you know, nerves, I don't know, people put too much pressure on themselves. Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh. The other million things that could be affecting a teenager. Yeah, right, 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 yeah. Um, but. Yeah, that one didn't resolve in any real way. Like, yeah. it resolved in that she, the person that he was supposed to hook up with had a failed romantic encounter with, uh, didn't want to see him anymore. It, it just kind of ended with him. It ends with him, like, staring at a screen or something. Yeah. Which, again, now it sounds like a Black Mirror episode, which makes me <laughs> not like it as much. But at the time, I was like, that's neat. They just kind of left it. Like, yeah. Yeah, and she, I think she's left, like, her mom says, like, I deleted the website, you're not going to have pictures up Mm -hmm. anymore, that was really fucked up of me, and she just, like, her mom, she starts yelling at her mom, and her mom slaps her, and then she runs off, and she's just, like, sitting in an empty room Mm -hmm. in the school, and it's dark, and, like, not really sure what's going to happen, and... I don't, yeah, I don't like it if I think about it as a moralistic message, like, he has committed the sin of like the catholic sin of self-abuse or something but like but or something like that and so he is doomed to his screen to sit in a room with his screens she has committed some kind of sin i don't like it i'm way more interested yeah Yeah. i thought it was interesting when it was just like and their lives go on and you know they have different problems and i think that's what the movie wants to be because it begins and ends with okay, hey, you know, this world, this universe is gigantic. We are little specks. Nothing mm-hmm. we do matters, and yet yeah. things matter. So let's look at life mm-hmm. and how it go, plays out. Some but I think these, for yeah. the most part, there's no, like, I, I think it ends up feeling moralistic to me because it is not really interested in, like, the systemic issues that cause these things. Like, what actually is right. causing... A, a husband and a wife not to feel connected it's probably that they both have to like go and work 40 hours a week plus uh-huh. and they're like swamped and then they have to take care of their kids mm-hmm. and you know like they're all these you know it's yeah capitalism right yeah that's that is interesting it put do it yeah so this brings me to kind of a question Oh, I just wanted to say real quick that I, oh. I thought the arc with the anorexic girl was interesting because she's mm-hmm. she used to be heavy set. She's lost a lot of weight. She lo- she's in love with this upperclassman who used to make fun of her. Um, they end up hooking up. It's like her first time. It's awful. He's awful. He should just fall off a cliff. Although he is just seventeen, hopefully he'll become better. He doesn't seem like he's going to. Um, but. Uh, then like she doesn't realize she's pregnant and she has a miscarriage because she's so she's not eating and um at the end of it he she's like texting him and he's like you know i want to see you and so she she um but he's like walk to my house she's like that's two miles he's like it'll be fine it's not that it's not that big of a deal so she walks to his house stands in front of it 
picks up a rock and throws it in the window which is like a very satisfying ending like yeah mm. that's what he yeah. deserves i hope that hit him right. on the head um, yeah. but it was all it also i mean i don't think i don't know no resolution felt earned because i didn't yeah. have a complex enough picture of any of these characters to be like oh, okay. oh yeah i could see them doing that like i at no point right. could i imagine that girl doing that which is not to say that you know other characters Somebody couldn't do would. that but she yeah. just wasn't like that like she was one-dimensional and a lot of the characters were one-dimensional mm. so yeah yeah i could see that um oh yeah so my question all these reviews these negative reviews uh they basically painted this as like the moral of the story technology is bad uh and that, what made me think of it too is you said um maybe we could actually place the blame on uh, capitalism yeah is our true where what is that for the seat we're secret reds or whatever so we have to put that in every single <laughs> yeah. podcast of our of this of, of our adam sandler george podcast. soros funding is going to dry up if we don't right i know yeah george soros was like uh you got to ramp it up baby come on ramp it i want to hear it yeah like now that now that we have now that we have one of ours in the white house it's time for phase two. <laughs> but, um, oh, the um, idea of Biden being even remotely left. <laughs> yeah, just, well, I mean, we'll see. Uh, let's let's push him, guys. We got to push him. We got to. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, How do we do that? We will see. We will see. Maybe by this by the time this comes out, everybody should celebrate. We hate uh, Donald Trump, of course. Um, so then by the time this comes out, maybe we can, uh, maybe everyone will be back from, from brunch. I don't know. Yeah. I, I was oh, like, God, give it one day. <laughs> give it one yeah. day. I talked to somebody today. They were like, I'm done with politics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah. That's fair. But no, no, we, ha- we have Georgia. We've got to devote all of our time to Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, get those Senate seats flipped blue. Yeah. And then finally, we can have a truly centrist government <laughs> that Thank doesn't God. do anything. The battle no. is Let's, won. Anyway, we're, we, we're getting distracted. Um, I'm getting way distracted. Okay. I think that I, I wanted was... To, you wanted to say something, and then I was going to say something. I wanted to say something, something about technology. I, I wanted to pose a question, actually. Okay. So, and what, you, what made me think is, like, okay, yeah, they are placing the blame on technology rather than what is, like, behind the way our technology is. Like technology is designed to be like a, a thing like video games pornography even tumblr things that you can use to express yourself yeah and like i think there's a liberatory liberatory aspect or at least the illusion as well um which all these characters find so i guess i'm answering my own question which is how all the reviews painted this as like a morality tale about how bad technology can be i was at the time watching, I was like, well, it has these negative effects, but also, like, the girl who has a really, uh, like, oppressive mother, uh, she's finding on Tumblr this way to express herself. Uh, so I was like, is it also, in a way, liberatory? Um, and I don't, and I was wondering if the movie was kind of painting it a little bit grayer, yeah. too. Like, the kid who quits to play 
football. He shouldn't have to play football. He can play right. video games or whatever. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> Honestly, in the grand yeah. scheme of things, that's just as meaningless. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> or um, meaningful. I mean, whatever yeah. your subjective experience is. But right. it's not like the football is going to go does, anywhere. They don't. They are similar. Um, but, I, yeah. but now I'm thinking of it, if we're going into a, you know, our this mode of conversation that we sometimes have we give a little a little sweet and a little sour of course um, but uh what's, what is it what was i saying um if cap yeah technology gives the illusion of liberation because it gives these personal liberations like you only have this much freedom but you like you have to participate in the system but you can make a tumbler and have a picture and put pictures of like yourself wearing wigs on it. Or, like, yeah, yeah. Create, create or with characters. like your new your different clothes or I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and I don't want I actually don't I don't want to downplay how you know people find community people who are I don't know trans or something in a, a small town. They're like I yeah. have no community. I can get on Tumblr. I know that's a big one for. Trans non-binary. Well, and I think even LGBT this character, stuff. I mean, the girl yeah. that's on that, she has the healthiest mm. relationship with the internet for because, sure. like, the internet is a salvation yeah. for her. Like, it right. is a way for her to express herself, for her to be herself, mm-hmm. and it's it's not at all like painted as a bad thing. She just like posts pictures of herself like doing weird shit because mm-hmm. that is one of the ways that she wants to express herself. Yeah. Um, so there are ways that people find this arguably healthy community in it, or. And I only say arguably healthy because wouldn't it be better if you just had knew these people and were doing this stuff in the real world? Like you didn't have to resort to Tumblr. I don't know. People can like decide for themselves, I guess. I don't. But my main thing that I was getting to is just that you are still limited in your mode of expression, even on a place that is fairly liberatory. Yeah. Uh, col- especially culturally or in terms of identity stuff like tumblr and you know also great way to like it's almost like a place that people can make zines and pass it out Mm -hmm. like they used to make zines you can get educated about stuff you can be exposed to new ideas uh but it is still within a framework framework that like it's all designed to suck you in and then pitch uh, advertisements to you and then pitch Pitch advertisements to you Yeah. yeah And it feeds you dopamine, and it gives you... You want to express yourself in a video game. You can make your cool character and fight uh, goblins or whatever. That's what you want to do. That's great. You want to express yourself in like an artistic way. That's great. You have a way to do that. Um, whatever. You have a sexual uh, fetish or something. You can express yourself in that way. There's all these ways you can express yourself. Yeah. They are all come to the same end. Suck you into a thing which then they can sell you advertisements yeah (laughs) and take your data it's all the same it all comes to the same end on some level at the like top yeah i think so um yeah yeah i mean i i think uh you were kind of started off kind of saying that like is technology bad is technology good i think the movie wants to try to paint in grays and try to be you know Mm -hmm. shades of, of gray and be like you know, it's it's more complicated than that. A balance is needed, and um, yeah. Let me. Th- I, there was. 
Oh yeah, one of the reasons I I, I, mean, I think I think it's not all black and white is because some of the characters their I mean their problems are like perennial problems. Like teenage angst is just a perennial problem. Divorce has been a problem well before technology. Mm-hmm. Um, like That's thank God really, divorce yeah, is sure. even allowed. You know. Uh, yeah. And then the the mom who takes pictures of her daughter, she has this moment where she talks about, oh, when I first got my my photos taken, mm-hmm. you know, I went to this mm-hmm. sleazy guy, you yeah. know, and he was, he was very weird, and I hate those photos. And just like, no, people have been exploiting people forever, mm-hmm. and technology yeah. is not the thing that does that. Really, the the question I think that the movie would like, ideally, this movie would really be about community. It would be like. How can technology be a way to create community? But it doesn't really, it's not quite gray enough to even ask that question um, or to even really reflect Mm -hmm. on like, wait, she does have a Tumblr and is she connected to other people over Tumblr or is this the only guy that she knows? Because it is a little weird that every single one of these teenagers has no fucking friends. They just have like the (laughs) one person that they like uh, and and that's it. And it's like, that's not how teenage, that's tens. That's not how teenagers work. Like even if yeah. they just have friends yeah. online, they you probably don't be have... like that till you're in your thirties. No way. <laughs> no way. Adam Sandler also didn't have any friends. I should point. None of the adults did either. No. Actually. Yeah. But uh, you don't get friends when you're an adult. They were disgusted. Why don't you go hang out with your friends? Why don't you have? Yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I you know I'm I'm we're we're chatting chatting it up we're at about yeah, an hour five i don't know if i what what you what are you got any big big bombshells on this one we, we wanted to chat about um let's look through it another way i describe this movie is which mom is to blame because i did find it annoying that like all of the dads kind of have their like yeah i guess i did you know that that probably wasn't oh. right like jennifer garner's husband the whole time is like why don't you leave our daughter alone Damn. and adam sandler mm-hmm. has that moment at the end where he's like let me monologue here about how like it's nobody's fault okay lady yeah um (laughs) (laughs) so it was that was annoying uh you know the mom that like left and the dad has stayed home yeah yeah um a few things i'm just i'm scrolling through my notes okay uh you know i thought the um man now i'm questioning this too at the time i was like so the kids are very rude and sexually explicit and um, problematic or homophobic or whatever, uh, especially the football players who like are pissed at the one kid. And that all rang more or less true to me. And now I'm questioning, well, I am no longer a teenager for a while now. <laughs> and uh, Three years. Yeah, man. And they went by fast um i feel like i'm just out there with them you know mm-hmm. uh but i'm wondering because you still go to school dances i mean it, yeah. gotta stay young uh, um yeah you kids like bowling for soup <laughs> um yeah anyway i'm wondering how much of that is filtered like both through my own memories and just as you get older you look back and maybe you wring your hands a little bit more like oh no kids are man it's a dangerous world kids can get caught up in all kinds of stuff yeah I mean, that's what happened to the mom who's spying on her kids really yeah but you and 
I wonder, and so it shows this like crude picture, like yeah, kids are, kids are messed up. Kids yeah. are. Although I do uh, remember this girl yeah. insisting that she was going to have sex with me when I was in seventh grade, and that made me very uncomfortable. So I think some teen, it's like that sixth grade, seventh grade, there, eighth grade. But, you have like yeah. some of these, some some people who like have seen some shit or like you know sure. maybe it's just well, like innocent playful yeah. like experimenting you know like mm. let, let me play into this persona um and then you have the kids like me who are like i don't see why i'm not allowed to bring my blankie to school <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i was the kid that uh i think i was i wanted to push everything in the way that uh like i don't know I liked like George Carlin or something, so I was like, I'm gonna be edgy, but uh, I didn't know what anything was. Yeah. So I like, yeah. So I, I was kind of hit or miss. So at, like first grade, you were like, I fucking hate funerals. Let me tell you why. Everybody's like, What can I do for you? Well, you can mow my fucking lawn. Man, the funniest shit actually. Looking back, um, for some reason, I used to like to. Uh, for the, in like speeches or whatever I'd sometimes like impromptu speeches were like a thing in school okay and sometimes I would use that as an excuse to try to perform stand-up routines <laughs> that were not pretty prepared and also I didn't I wasn't actually connected to that culture like it is a huge taboo to steal like I, I'm not I know nobody gives a in the stand-up world would give a shit about, like, a fucking 14-year-old or whatever, but <laughs> it is a huge taboo to, like, steal jokes. Yeah. Like, that's a huge taboo in the stand-up world. And, um, but I would just go up and do, like, George Carlin routines to the best of my ability. <laughs> I wouldn't, like, swear because I didn't want to get in trouble, but I'd, like, push it. But I remember one where I was doing a George Carlin bit about growing up and he's, like, you know, people are too safe now, like, we used to grow up, we used to swim in the, in like polluted water and like, you know, that, that was back when we had polio, but you know, none of us got polio. You want to know why? Cause we swam in the fucking polluted river or whatever, <laughs> something like that. So I did a bit like that. And then looking back on it, it's like, I was doing a bit about like being someone who grew up in like the forties. <laughs> I was a millennial kid. It was like 2000 and or something and I was doing a bit it made no sense to do that bit like there are a couple that I would do I do bits that made no sense it's completely out of context yeah no relevance to your audience whatsoever yeah that's great okay all right Is well it? what do you what do you right. what would you recommend this what would you recommend this movie what do you give yeah. it first out of stars how many stars do you give it oh man well we're all made of stars man Exactly. Yeah. All the stories. It doesn't matter if you watch this movie or not, because we're all gonna die. So. Yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> watch it. <laughs> no, I. Uh, now I like. No, I would still recommend it because I enjoyed it first watching it. Okay. What time of week would you I, watch it? What time of week? Yeah, like what time of the day? Uh, just what time, after. What? Uh, just after staying up, watching SNL, and. No, that's like perfect. We were tired. It was a long day. Yeah. But we didn't want, like, like I, I say that for all of them. You should watch it when you're tired so your <laughs> defenses are down. So you but, can kind of, like, lull yourself into a, yeah, yeah. a stupor or maybe even just fall completely asleep till the credits start blaring. Yeah, 
It's like, uh, yeah, it's one of those movies that's pretty good, not not on the next level, maybe, of like, I don't know. Yeah, like, I would love great, to be able to interweave this yeah. many characters and for it to, like, not mm. fall flat on its face. Right. That's that's impressive to me. Like, I, yeah. I just, I wish I could do that. I probably could if I wanted to. I just don't feel like it, but yeah, I sure. wish I could do that. <laughs> yeah, so I would recommend it, but as, like, just pretty good, just, pretty yeah. good movie. Yeah, and just get, well, actually, there's you if you're listening to this and you already listened to us say to watch it before you listen to this you've already seen it mm. if you're following our rules so the recommendation maybe doesn't make as much sense as we thought oh, but no. i will say this it, just like if you're gonna watch it just be prepared that it's it's gonna feel it's just like it's heavy whether you think that's heavy-handed whether you think that's incredibly dramatic and like heart-wrenching whatever it is like it yeah has gonna it's got a lot it really leans into the feelings it's described as a comedy drama on uh wikipedia i think but i think it, i think it's just a drama yeah um yeah i don't know that i'd see it as a i actually i so real quick i need to go grab my laptop charger oh okay okay that's fun looks like Chris freaking bailed on us again freaking man he they should have cast him as the mom uh, Ansel Elgort's mom in this movie because he freaking bails on people he's supposed to care about he's not even here what's up all right I don't think so um, I was gonna check the check the email real quick just to okay, okay. make sure we don't have a. You know, we always <laughs> kind of have to sift through all the messages and see see what we got going on. So. Man, I didn't check the email account um, that we we'll use. We always do this through a uh, old college email account that I have, which also for whatever reason got signed up to the all the Donald Trump emails um I, and like i don't check it unless we're doing something for this um and but i did see you bought me a, a system of down single thank you I, very much i did but, um, but other everything else was it was like four pages so there was like probably 200 emails from donald trump or donald trump affiliated people like don jr my or, god uh, newt gingrich was one of them but it was all just him it was all just like they're stealing the election. Uh, it's up to you to stop them stuff. Like it was it was probably like two hundred Dude, it's gonna get straight pages of that shit. That sucks. I was, yeah. <laughs> um no, I mean we got a lot of emails from listeners, but nothing that is really like pertinent to share right now. So um, oh, if you if you do want to email, <laughs> usually we read them. I just we're kinda running short on time probably, that's why. So um, it's the number four and then the letters AS and then podcast at gmail.com. That's 4ASPodcast at gmail.com. So uh, just drop us a line. We love to hear from people. Um, it's, a, it's a crazy time, this pandemic, and we're all trying to 
stay sane. So yeah. drop us a line, send us your favorite picture of Adam Sandler or whoever, and you know maybe we'll chat about it. All right. All right. Well, until next time, which next time I believe is maybe the cobbler. That sounds I about think right. It might be the cobbler, Let's go with yeah. the cobbler. Okay. All right. Uh, until we'll next time, <laughs> take care um, and uh, hibbity dibbity. That took courage. What are we doing? Just the morning you sat down? I mean, quitting football. Oh. Yeah, I guess so. How'd you know about that anyway? Seriously? Like, everybody knows. It's an article and everything. Why'd, why'd you quit? Just realized didn't matter. It was just like that. Do you know Pale Blue Dot by Carl Sagan? Uh, I've heard of Carl Sagan. It's just, it's about how we're just made up of billions of molecules. Like the same molecules that have been around since the Big Bang and they'll be around and until eventually the universe crunches into nothing. I find that comforting. The actions of like Hitler, Gandhi, Jesus Christ mean absolutely nothing. Then it's no big deal if I don't play football. <laughs>